everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of our romantic reading wrap up. And uh, this is, I think, our 21st episode that we've done together. Can you believe it? Happy 21st, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been so fun. I, yeah. I really look forward to it every month. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this month we are talking about Sweeter Than Chocolate by Lizzie Shane. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about both the the book and movie because this is an unusual situation where uh, the uh, movie came out like two weeks after the book. That's very unusual. Yeah. And I was just thinking like before we hopped on, I was like, this is going to be really hard to talk about the book because we literally just watched the movie this weekend. And now all I can think of yeah. is the movie. <laughs> I was feeling that way too. I'm like, wait, did that happen in the movie or in the book? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, because uh, obviously most of the time they need more time in between publication and making the movie. Uh, there's usually, you know, some usually it takes years. Do you uh, know so which happened be- first? Do you know if like the book was an idea first and then the movie or vice versa? Like it's so weird because, you know, sometimes with Hallmark in the past, like the movie would come out and then like a year or so later, like. Terry Wilson would write the book adaptation, you know, like, I wonder what happened first. I I think the book happened first. I I recall because Lizzie's been on our show a number of times. We love her. Uh, She, I think, said the last time she was on that it kept getting delayed, the publication of this one. So I think that's why, because she actually just had two books published in a matter of months. She had her Pride and Puppies book, which I, I want to read. It looks really cute. Uh, and uh, and then she had, and that was just in um, December that she had that. And then now this in January. So I, I think I remember asking her and she said that it had gotten delayed. Okay. Yeah. Well, I love that the book came first and then yeah. they decided to adapt it. Because I think they did a great job with the adaptation oh, for sure. Yeah. I... I, I think the book is 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 cute, but I thought the movie was really good. I yeah. loved it. And I mean, I guess in a, there wasn't much that they strayed from on the movie. The only thing that I noticed different was like in the book, his sister works at the shop and they never, I don't remember them addressing that in yeah. the movie. Yeah, the, like she's there, but not his sister. Yeah, like yeah. Georgie, I think is there, um, but not yeah, not his sister. Um, but also the the landlord situation isn't as ridiculous as in the movie. Uh, right. Here, yeah. Like it's more vague, as far as I remember in the book, that it's just a, a general rent increase, not sixty seven percent, which. <laughs> ridiculous in the movie yeah like I'm pretty sure that's illegal you can't I mean I am actually a landlord I I have an income property in my house uh, that I rent out and I can't raise it 67 percent yeah (laughs) what kind of people are you (laughs) so I mean they're like little things like that but uh, for the most part it it's it it had everything all the important ingredients from the from the book and the movie yeah ho 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 we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the hallmarkies patreon do you love hallmarkies podcast especially at christmas 
Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. I guess we should read the summary, the little summary. Uh, it's just, uh, do the Cupid, Cupid chocolates from Lucy's shop really help people meet their one true love? Dean, a TV reporter, has his doubts. Lucy's chocolate shop, how sweet it is, has been in the family for generations, along with the secret recipe for Cupid chocolates. That's basically what happens is you have this woman who has this family chocolate shop. There's these Cupid chocolates that if you eat them on Valentine's Day, you'll find true love. And one thing I liked is that I liked the fact that they made Lucy kind of she was a believer but also like this pragmatic in the sense that she she just felt like if it if it inspires people to take risk and find love then what's the harm was kind of her attitude yeah she never once was like oh yes this 100% works you know she was like she was against kind of a lot of i don't want to say against but it wasn't her idea to like advertise them as such or anything mm-hmm. like that she's just like um if pe- i thought the beautiful part of this story and in the movie too was just like people really don't people really want to believe in love they people want love i mean you see in the movie like that long line of people standing outside the door for a, a chocolate that's supposed to help them find true love you know it's like People really want connection. And I think that this was like the perfect movie. Like, you know, we've been living in pandemic life and it just shows like people want that connection Mm -hmm. and they want to find love. So I thought it was sweet. (laughs) There is a thing called the law of attraction. Basically, like, how do you explain it? Like you put energy out into the world and it ends up happening because you're looking for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that you obviously can't like make something like love happen, but you can make like goodness happen. You can make good things happen. You can uh, have your sort of like, if you're looking for it, a lot of times you find it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And uh, so that's kind of her sort of philosophy. But she had never uh, eaten one of the Cupid chocolates, which seems a little hard to believe. Yeah. She's making them. You're making them and you've never, you've never (laughs) ate one. (laughs) But uh, I was thinking, I was like, I'm sorry, go ahead. We were talking like, um, I think like short, like before we both read the book, 
I was like, didn't we see something similar this to this like during the holidays? Like, um, I remember Up TV had that movie. I think it was called like what she, Good Luck Charm or something. Like every guy oh, that yeah, she yeah, dated. Yeah. I was like, didn't she make, because she was a bakery owner. I can't remember if she made something or she was just like the good luck charm herself, I think. But I was like, we're seeing more and more of this. And I personally like it because in a way, like the chocolates were kind of a matchmaker and I love matchmaker romances. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then we also had the Kismet cookies. I don't know if you saw that one. Yes. Yes. That's it. That's Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Oh, that one was good. Yeah, that was, was one of my good. faves, Rachel. I know you had it like down on your list. It was one of my faves. <laughs> I still enjoyed it. Uh, it was, it was, I uh, forget where it was in my ranking, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm rarely going to dislike a movie with, um, with uh, Mary Lou Henner in it, who I love. Yeah. And I, I liked Sarah Ramos a lot. It was the Kismet Cookies was fun. I, the only, I, the only thing I didn't love was the flashback making them when they're supposed to be like teenagers I I wish they had just hired teen actors oh I know I know come on people get some real teenagers in there yeah but overall I I I enjoyed it and we when we were doing the episode we looked it up and the kismet cookies are like a real thing like it's not they didn't make it up for the uh oh wow okay um, movie there's I love that we found a recipe online Way to go, Hallmark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I guess overall, what did you think of the book and movie? It's so hard now because I like I like we said, it's hard to think of the book now because we just watched the movie. The yeah, movie just dual, came out. <laughs> dual fan. Yeah. Um I, I mean, I think anytime with the book, I'm pretty positive there were a lot more like details and stuff like that. And then you get the the film, which lucky for us, I think, like you said, the film just like made it even better of an experience. And yeah. I'm glad that they did adapt this one. I love, I love the, like, I love when we get like, um, besides Christmas, like holiday movies that actually are the holiday. Like, I don't know. I feel like yeah. Walmart, I feel like they totally skimped over new years, which I'm like, come on, like, let's get back mm-hmm. to doing actual new year's movies. What was that one a couple years ago? Like Aurora Tea Garden? Is that her name? Aurora? What's her last name? Aurora. Oh, She's Amy. Tea Amy. Aurora, Amy. Tea, Aurora Tea Garden is the the, the, the movie. Detective. The mysteries. Yeah. yeah. Amy. She was in yeah. the actual New Year's movie, and it was fantastic. Yes, it was good. So, like having this one be a Valentine's and like actual Valentine's Day yeah. was like all over the place. I just thought that was so special. Yeah. The reason why they got rid of Winterfest is because they want to just be able to like put whatever movies they want because they really only had one wintery movie uh, in mm-hmm. the, in the group. And I did actually like the January movies more than I expected. Perhaps low expectations helped. I, I, cause I didn't like the wedding veil movies last year. And I thought all three were better than last year's. Uh, my mom said the same thing she's like yeah. i liked this second half better than yeah. the first yeah and i don't know i feel like i'm just in this like super good mood this year because last year i was like such a grump i didn't like any <laughs> hallmark movies for like the first uh really the i, I six months <laughs> yeah first six months except for presence of love and just one kiss those were the only two and and then and then but it was the same also at sundance i i didn't like any of the hardly any of the movies I saw at Sundance last year, this year I liked 
almost every single one I saw. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like I try to be objective and I try to, you know, be fair to anything uh, as a critic, but I don't know. I do kind of wonder if I'm like, was I just in a really bad mood last year? Probably. Probably. (laughs) I was too. I I did not watch Hallmark until like the summer movies came (laughs) out last year. (laughs) But I think when they give, you know, certain holidays and like when they do Valentine's, when we do on the rare occasion get New Year's, like they really do it up and they're fun and refreshing after coming off the holidays with all the holiday movies so I would just like them to like lean into that a little bit more I am so excited for love like me too they have just such a great I mean I don't love the name I think it's weird but I (laughs) (laughs) I I I love Sweeter Than Chocolate and I'm excited about you know Alexis movie this weekend and then I'm you know really looking forward to Catherine's movie because I love her and uh, and then they have the one where they create the ideal man and it's Aaron O'Connell. I am all about that. Yeah, it looks fun. Like this whole month's lineup looks fun. Sorry, January. I wasn't really that excited about you. But February, I am super stoked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I agree. I I think that the reason why this, the I mean, I enjoyed the book, but I think that the movie was even much better because I I think that they didn't think of enough kind of for Dean and Lucy to do in between the live broadcast and uh and him showing up, you know, for the first time. Like kind of the the meat of the book is there's just not a whole lot happening. It's kind of like Yeah, I, I agree. Just, yeah. And and so but with a movie, that doesn't matter because it's just so much tighter. Everything is, is yes. you only have 80, 80 minutes. You only have, you know, what, like 90 pages or whatever it might be. And and so I I think that that helps with the movie. And, I mean, just Tracy and Dream is so great. Uh, and I, I feel bad that she's never won Best Writer because she is – they are homework is podcast work because she's so good. <laughs> she's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Let and, her write more movies, please, Hallmark. Yeah. <laughs> I I just she is great at her job. And she's great at the banter, but then including like very sweet moments. And she just took this this concept kind of that Lizzie gave her and elevated it. Yeah. I, I agree. I think the book, and I think I put this on Goodreads like the book could have been like 60 pages shorter than what it was. Yeah. Um, at some point it just kind of dragged. And I think that's probably the point where you were, where it just felt like really nothing was happening. And then you watch the movie and you're like, I can't believe I felt like the book was kind of a drag, but it's just a totally different experience. And like you said, it's just so much tighter. Um, yeah. Cause we have that like TV time length or whatever. But yeah. yeah, I think, I think some of it could have definitely been, shorter and cut mm-hmm. yeah and i think it also helps because you have such likable actors they had great chemistry uh in the movie with don janat and uh lisa uh, mumford and uh, they had such good chemistry and she has a gift for that i don't think there's been a movie that she's been in that she she's so likable yeah yeah she hasn't had chemistry 
Was with... the meat cute in the movie the same as in the book? Because you know, in the in the movie, she like almost runs him over. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember if that was in the book, but I I love him like going into the shop and like trashing it, not realizing that yeah. like she's the person who like it owns it, runs it. Yeah, yeah, which is such a like that's a really fun uh, little trope, you know. Yeah. They, they did it in the Hanukkah on the Rise as well when uh, when uh, the Jeremy Jordan character is, uh, is talking to her on, about the, it's like, oh, this place is overrated, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And she's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've said it many times that maybe, I think the reason I've never found true love is I my car is too, um, too reliable. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to beep at you if you almost hit somebody if you're too close. <laughs> right. I haven't hit anybody. but but, uh, I guess what did you think of Dean and Lucy as characters um I agree with you I think they had like really great chemistry um I totally I don't know I totally bought them like I Mm -hmm. I felt at the end of that movie like these two people would totally stay together like and that's what I hope for with with every movie that I watch so I don't know. I really liked him. I loved that she was like so dedicated and passionate and like carrying on this family legacy. Of course, like I love seeing somebody in the kitchen, you know, doing what they love and seeing all the chocolate. And I loved, um, you know, he's passionate about his stuff, too. And I loved how he was really kind of a realist and a skeptic, like. Yeah. yeah, right. I do not believe that this works. Um, and it's just, it was really fun to see them spend more time together, still believing what they believe and trying to get the other person to like, you know, understand where they're coming from. And, and it just, yeah, all that wonderful forest proximity, gloriousness, just yeah. working its romance magic, you know? I do think it's kind of funny, the idea of of him being all upset about like, oh, you're, de- you're fraud, you're defrauding people. You're, you're, I mean, really? <laughs> it's not like she's, uh, she's this landlord charging 67%, 67%. more. 67%. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's selling people some candy. I mean, really? Is it really a, a, a huge crime here? Uh, but, uh, so that's kind of funny, but, uh, but yeah, I, I liked their, you got the cynic and she's also like a little bit cynical, which, yeah. which works. Like she's not completely like, uh, I don't know. She's not like a manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's there just to like boost the spirits of the grumpy male. Like it's, she's, she's more complex than that. Yeah. I mean, and she never, she didn't even put the thing on Instagram. Her friend did. So it's like, mm-hmm. she's not coming out and saying, yeah, this works. You know, I loved that about yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. The power and... of social media, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like clearly these people live in a small town, but like it was blowing up on Instagram or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And they just did in the movie, they did such a good job. Like I said, Tracy and Jane's dialogue uh, was so fast and so fun. And I also like Brenda Strong a lot uh, as uh, uh, her mother. In yeah. the, um, oh, you know what scene they didn't put in the movie that I wish they would have from the book is when her mom 
like burns his mouth by giving him that like really hot drink <laughs> once oh, she yeah. finds out that he doesn't believe or whatever. Oh yeah. That was fun. Oh, the pettiness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, the quote that I have, I always do a quote uh, from whatever book we're doing. And I, the one I have is they moved together at the exact same moment. She tipped her face up. He lowered his head his hand coming to brush her cheek and his lips settled gently, perfectly, finally on hers. The kiss tasted of chocolate and hope. Loved it. <laughs> Did the kiss tasted of chocolate and hope. <laughs> chocolate and hope. That's all you need. That's all you need is chocolate and hope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess we should, we should maybe just mention that this is our final Hallmark Publishing It is. I'm sad. I'm sad too. Cause I I feel like it. I mean, the I feel like it had so much more potential. I mean, I enjoyed what we got, but I I guess everything was just part of it was more Stacy dependent than I realized. Yeah, I mean, if anybody in the Hallmark world wants to correct us, please do. But it feels like when Queen Stacy D left. <laughs> The publishing house was like, oh, how are we going to make this work? We can't. Because I guess it was just like a two-woman show uh, and, you know, a very small thing. And, yeah, when she she left, it seems like that's the impression I've gotten as well. And, I mean, just even saying that, it makes me think how much work was on her shoulders. Like, the fact that she leaves and then it's over. Like, she must have been working way too much so yeah i'm glad you know it is what it is but it's 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 sad because um i think if you're a fan of the movies i don't know it was it was really special to get books you know whether it Mm -hmm. was you know an adaptation from one of the movies or something totally different like hallmark's mysteries that were published were really good and a lot of romances were really good so i think it is going to be for people that enjoyed it it's going to be a really missed it's going to be really missed Mm -hmm. And we've had so much fun with getting to interview uh, different Hallmark publishing authors. I mean, at least Murray has become one of our best friends of the podcast. She's and great. She, yeah, she's so good. And uh, and uh, there's been so many, so many others that we've been able to have on. So it's it's the end of an era. I mean, yeah. Lizzie Shane, uh, we, I loved her princess book that she did. Uh, Terry Wilson, obviously, there's so many that have yeah. done really fun things for Hallmark Publishing and and both both of the adaptations, like you're saying, or the the new books. And so, I guess the end of an era. End but, of an um, era, yeah. Rachel. <laughs> so it makes it so much sadder. I know. <laughs> we'll never get another Terry Wilson Hallmark book. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, this is David from the Piecing It Together podcast, a podcast about movies and the movies that inspire them. For over four years each week, a guest and I take a look at a new movie through the lens of what other movies we think were either an influence or connect in some other way. It's a fun, unique way to discuss films that leads to a great list of other movies to check out that either explore the same themes and ideas or maybe utilize similar filmmaking techniques including special episodes in our side series that twist the format. We've done over 200 episodes, so there's bound to be one on a film you've been thinking about and want to dig deeper into. So check us out on all the major podcasting apps and at piecingpod.com. 
but we are really excited that we're going to keep working this year with uh, with Baker Bookhouse and Rebel Publishing and uh, their authors and books. So I'm really excited about that. Melody Carlson and and uh, other new authors to us. Uh, and so I I am very very busy reading 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 for that. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and uh, we're going to have a promotion next week where you can get 40% off uh, their books uh, in using, I think it's Valentine's 40 is the, is the code. Uh, you'll see, you'll, you all will hear it next week in our uh, promotions, but I just finished uh, creating the ad uh, yesterday. So I'm really excited about it and excited for their support. And uh, so if, if people want to just, transition their love of homework publishing over to Baker Bookhouse. Yeah. Read more great. books, people. Hashtag yeah. read more books. Yes. Yes. So with the chemistry, I said, I thought it was fine in the book, but it was great in the movie. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for sure. Yeah. That ending kiss was amazing. Stunning. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hallmark's letting them, you know, get a little spicy with those kisses. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I it know it's great. It feels more real now. Like I feel like a lot of, you know, in the past the kisses were like, okay, you know, whatevs, happy ever after. But now it's like, oh yeah, like they're crazy about each other. They're gonna stay together. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. they've been building yeah. up for this moment. And I it's just oh, in the kitchen, you know, it it's like she so can't get her hands good. off of him. And and uh, she knows how to do a uh, a chocolate tempering scene. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and I think the movie was directed by David Weaver, and we've had him on the pod. He's great, and he does such a good job of just making everything look really like bokeh and and beautiful, and and uh, and it just adds to this whole swoon worthy environment. Yeah. One thing that I loved and I've been I've been noticing I guess more with certain movies like I always say like the aesthetic of it was was gorgeous. I don't know the way it was filmed. I don't yeah. know if it's like a filter, but it's like the shop. It had these like pretty pink hues and it was kind of dark. Like I I don't know. I just thought it was shot beautifully. Like it was a beautiful movie to actually like look at too. Yeah, that's why I'm saying everything well they call it bokeh meaning like uh, it's a way you film that uh, the, you know how when you're looking at a, a, sometimes a Christmas scene and mm-hmm. everything you'll see like a little uh, the the light will be like little dots. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and that whole kind of effect of like the um, I'm sure there's photographers will 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 be able to explain this much better than I, but that whole effect. Of kind of it's all sort of old-fashioned and uh and you almost um it's like it's a very romantic look yeah to use yeah. the bokeh and i think uh, i think they did that here very well like everything felt like very homey and warm and romantic and old-fashioned yes all of that yeah mm-hmm. yeah so I I agree that the trope time I had magical realism the you know food book uh, and a little bit enemies to lovers for sure yeah 
Yeah. And I guess matchmaking. And that was another great thing in the movie is all the different couples that they had throughout. I know. I loved the scene where it's like the two ladies and she's like, you're leaving out the best part. You are such a good dancer. (laughs) It's like, I love it. Yeah, that was so good. It was so good. What do you think of the whole thing with, I forget the the names, Selena, maybe? The friend. Yeah. Yeah. The friend. What did you think of the whole thing where like they, they broke up and then got back together and then then she's feeling like kind of guilty about that uh about all of what did you think about some of those side plots um i mean i was glad that we got her because she was like you know a presence in the book Uh, i was i was bracing myself because you know in the book like part of the dark moment is like well that social media influencer or whatever and I was like please don't put her in there because <laughs> I just felt like that didn't need to be there so I was yeah. glad that we got Selena so we had something else as like this you know example of somebody who truly believes like I had the chocolate and I found the love of my life and then them having that moment where really she was just being dramatic <laughs> you yeah. know yeah. But like for a minute there it looked like well maybe they don't work but no and it's like they're just like a vehicle that are like driving these two people together you know so but you have to put in the work to to make it work Mm -hmm. and I think that's what her and whatever his name Justin Jonathan I don't know something with a J yeah (laughs) can't remember well I mean it's like I said about the law of attraction like if if you are if you if you start your day saying I'm I'm in a like I'm in a bad mood I'm you know, grumpy, the likelihood is you're not going to have a good day because you're, you're attracting that energy. I mean, that's a thing I, that, that, that's real. Like the I believe that brain yeah. does that. And, uh, and, <clears throat> and so if you, if you are looking for at the very least, maybe you're not going to find love if you are looking for it with the chocolates, but you're more, you're likely to find positivity and hope and yeah. you know like the quotes. What was the hero's name again? What's his name? Dean. Dean. I feel like Dean's whole line of work, like his whole news uh, presence, is him busting people. Right? Like he's yeah, like yeah. just negative career like all the time especially like it's professional and I don't think he's a negative person, but like he's always looking to bust people. So I just think that it was like a down to earth thing of like, Hey, like sometimes people are just like, it, it, it's okay to believe it's people yeah. want hope. People want to believe in something. Uh, so I thought that that was just, it was really fun mm-hmm. to see. Yeah. 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 Uh, did you see any other tropes? Mm, no, I mean, I don't know if it was a small town or a big city. I feel like it's a small town. So we have like small mm-hmm. town, you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Close proximity. They're kind of working together for the for the show. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. <clears throat> so what would you give uh, out of five crowns? What would you give the movie slash or in the book? Mm, the book, I think I rated three stars. It started mm-hmm. off really strong and then it just kind of dragged a little bit. Like I said, I, my only hiccup was I just think it was too long. Um, but then the movie, I'd have to say, would be like a four and a half, almost five. Yeah. I completely What's agree. Yours? Exactly. I agree on both okay. accounts. Uh, the same. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, still go get the book, you guys. It's the final Hallmark Publishing. It's a collector's wow. items. Go get it. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, reading roundup. What else have we been reading? I had Sundance, so I, I, uh, that took a lot of my time in, uh, in January. But um, what's one book that you read in uh, January? Um, I was about to say sweeter than chocolate, but never mind. Um, okay, so I read first. I'm just gonna because you have three, I'll do three. Um, the first one that I'll talk about is uh, I read a lot of nonfiction this month, but I won't talk about it. Let's do their Icelandic mm-hmm. Marriage Reunion by Sophie Pembroke. I loved this. Mm-hmm. I I know that we um I know some people don't enjoy I don't want to say marriage in trouble. They actually were, they're actually divorced. Um, So it's a second chance romance between a married, a couple that was married. A friend of theirs is opening a hotel in Iceland. They go over there for the, the opening. They're both like a Hollywood couple actors. Uh, And I just thought it was a really beautiful story of seeing two people like, you know, in this, you know, hotel. So it's not like they're out adventuring or anything. And they're like kind of just forced to like, hang out and figure out what went wrong and like obviously one of them's kind of crazy about the other still and the other's like I don't know I just really want some closure but realizing those feelings are still there Um, and she really highlighted she said something in the book just basically like it takes a lot of bravery to give a relationship a second chance and I really loved that especially if you've been married and you divorced and you both moved on and you, you started living life without the other person. Like it takes a lot of guts to say, let's do this again, I think. So uh, really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, their Icelandic mm-hmm. marriage reunion by Sophie Pembroke. What was yeah. your first one? That sounds good. That sounds good. We just did a, for on friendship in January. We did a love on Iceland. Yes. Yes. So that was, that was fun. It's a sign when <clears> you <throat> go to Iceland and we'll record together. Oh well, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a podcasting trip. <laughs> yeah, whole team, the whole team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, my first book is called The Earl's Hideaway, No Ladies Allowed by Esther I love Hatch. that title. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Great title. Uh, and yeah, I, you know, I, Esther's a friend of mine, so take my thoughts with a uh, grain of salt, I suppose. But, um, but I think she does a really good job building romantic tension in her books. And uh, she does write Regency. So they are uh, you know, set in that era. Uh, and this one, basically, it's about this woman who ends up, she, she ends up working as a, as a governess. And uh, she, her family's kind of a fall from grace, I guess, in, the, in that era. 
and there's this earl who uh who ends up going to this uh cabin kind of this cottage uh to uh recover from uh, he's he's also kind of some bad luck and things and and she ends up also at the cottage she's hired to like take care of these plants at this greenhouse in this in this house and they both end up there and so they end up spending basically like this summer together uh and they're obviously in in that era like you're, you you can't be like living with a person so like there's a certain degree of scandal but like because she's an employee i don't know and uh and <clears throat> But I thought that they they had good chemistry. She's really good at at that romantic tension and making it build and build. Uh, it was it was a little bit slow in parts. I have to say, uh, I it wasn't quite as good as her other books. I don't think. And I I found um, the I forget her name, but the lead woman to be a little Catherine. I think it was Catherine uh, to be a little frustrating. Um, she wasn't, I liked Samson, the, the, uh, the, the dude a lot more. He was sort of mm-hmm. grumpy and funny. And you know, that that's something that I tend to enjoy. <laughs> it's like the curmudgeon. Uh-huh. So it, it's, it's, I think her other books I would recommend over this one, but I still, it was fun. Like a forced proximity kind of story. Love it. Good. Yeah, yeah. You love yeah. a curmudgeon. You love a grump. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> As the lady that was just like, was I grumpy last year? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't even realize it, but maybe I yeah. was. I <laughs> you know. look back and you're like, I was in a bad <laughs> mood. <laughs> it's fine. I was with you. I was with you. I was like, it took me a <laughs> long time to cheer up. <laughs> It was hard coming out of the the pandemic. Like it just, I don't know. It was just was hard. Like especially when Omicron canceled the uh, when that because you had just kind of gotten your hopes back. You know that things were going to turn back to normal, and then Omicron came, and it was like I felt like we were starting back at square one, which didn't yeah. end up actually being the case, but that's how it felt. And it was just, I couldn't believe they were canceling Sundance Film Festival. And I was just, and they didn't give us a refund. And I was very upset about that. Yeah. It just felt like an in-between year. I don't know. It it, yeah, it, it just did. felt like, are we done? Are we not done? Is, is it quote unquote normal or not? It's, yeah. yeah. I feel I you. Like, it's okay. Through this again. We survived. We, su- <laughs> we survived. <laughs> uh, so what do you have next? Um, next, I will talk about, okay, Kiss Her Once for Me by Allison Cochran, which I literally just finished a couple of days ago and did not realize, I don't know why, but this was a Christmas romance, you guys. So bear with me. <laughs> um, it is, okay. So he, here's the gist of it. Our main character, Ellie, meets this girl name that goes by the name of Jack and they spend like Christmas together one year and then Ellie something happens and Ellie runs out basically ghosting her and then fast forward a year later she needs money as everybody does you know she lives in Portland it's expensive 
her, her, her job sucks, whatever. She needs money. And there's a guy that um, to get his inheritance of like, I don't know, we'll shoot for the stars and say a million dollars um, needs to get married. So he's, you know, she's he's like, well, you should be my fiance so I can get this inheritance and I'll give you this percentage or whatever. And she doesn't want to do it at first, but she goes with it. And so she has to go with him to his family's like cottage out in the middle of nowhere um, for the holidays and who walks in and is his sister, the girl that she has been in love with, but ghosted a year ago. So (laughs) it was actually kind of, I mean, it had some rom-com vibes to it. I mean, there were definitely some like funny parts. It it was a fun read, Um, but it was told, I don't know what it is about me. Guys, don't judge me, but like it was told in first person. And we only get the main character's point of view. And that kind of drives me nuts. Like sometimes I'm like, I need somebody else's perspective because you just seem really whiny. And I need somebody mm-hmm. else to like give me their perspective w- of what happened. But other than that, like it was really adorable. So kiss her once for me. Yeah. If you're still in the Christmas mood, you guys like pick it up or put on your TBR for next year. I thought it was really good. I like when there's two perspectives. Yeah. But I, I tend to not like it when there's too many yeah i don't want too many i agree yeah because you always have one perspective that you're you like better than everybody else like the help for instance you know i just was always like when can we get back to maybelline like she's better than all these (laughs) other people and and so and also move not well it is a movie but um the the wonder you know about Mm. i don't know if you read that about a little Mm -hmm. kid but like that one like it's a fine book but they they have so many perspectives in that book like even the brother's a girlfriend gets uh or <laughs> so i can't remember it's like the sister or the brother's uh love interest gets a chapter you know i'm just like we didn't really need to hear their perspective right that right yeah you know like let's get back to the to the boy and his parents. Like that's all you really needed. Or maybe the maybe having the, the sibling. I can't remember if it was a sister or brother, but but uh but that one was just like everybody gets it. Everyone. <laughs> like if they had a milkman, they would probably get the chapter in that book. <laughs> everybody <laughs> gets a chapter. <laughs> yeah. Well, my second one, and I feel like this is one you recommended me, but I don't see it on Goodreads, but I don't know, I heard about it somewhere. Is uh, Cinderella's Forbidden Prince by Ruby Basu, mm-hmm. and basically this is, I mean, a, a kind of a Cinderella story. You have sort of this grumpy uh, prince who's being forced to find uh, a I'm bride. I'm reading it literally right now, Rachel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I started it last night. <laughs> okay, keep going, keep going. So oh, mind spoilers. So <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, so, how can you really spoil Cinderella? But yeah. um, uh, but <laughs> there's this. A woman who is an architect and he ends up working with her to design this, uh, there's this, uh, like, there, there's like these caves and there's this, he's working with her to design this, this new place for the, the, the royal family. And uh, as they work together, they you know, start to fall in love and he, but he's like, Oh, I can't, we can't be with you because I've got to marry somebody, you know, with a high station and, uh, and that'll be good for the family. 
uh, but things keep progressing <laughs> and it was, it was, it was cute. Yeah. It's totally Cinderella. You know, it's, it's exactly what you think it will be, but I enjoyed it. Good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know that I got, I'm not, I'm maybe like maybe three chapters in, but I know that he has to like marry and it has to be like advanced advantageous is that the yes. word? like yeah. everybody in his family that's married someone their marriage has boosted something for the family the country oh, yeah. whatever you know so interesting and i was yeah. like okay how what is of, she gonna do <laughs> there's lots of scenes in these caves and uh, that were very like very swimworthy and fun Ooh, it has, okay. like, a little bit of heat but it's not too bad okay all right. Yeah. Well, I will check back. You all will hear, you know, my thoughts at the end of the month. <laughs> I just started it. <laughs> yeah. I think, I feel like you must have posted something on your Instagram about it or something. I yeah. Know, I, yeah. I probably, yeah. I think I did either Instagram or Twitter. Cause I've been talking yeah. about it. Like I've been super excited since I got the book. I ordered it like a month ago and it finally came. Mm-hmm. Um, but I finally like curled up with it last night and I was like, yeah. Ooh, this is good. <laughs> Uh, well, what do you have next? Um, so the final one I'll talk about is Alaskan Rescue by Terry Reed. And this is the one that I posted it on Twitter. And yeah. you were like, is this a romance about a dog? <laughs> I you were going to talk about that. Because the cover just had the dog. And I was like, "This is this a new line for Harlequin? Like, right. I could totally picture this being like the... The, uh, the the cute pups in love series or something like that. <laughs> I was laughing. Sadly, no, you guys. So <laughs> Darn it, missed a girl can dream. Um, so this is the, this is with their love inspired suspense. So it's faith based romantic suspense. Um, and this it's an entire series. Every book is written by a different author. But from what I'm from what I've seen online, the mystery is overarching. So take that with a grain of salt you know um but in this one um state trooper this takes place in alaska obviously hunter and his dog juno his partner um they have to go search for a wedding party and they that's where he meets the heroine of the book ariel and a couple of other guys and like they're blaming her best friend and she's like no she would never do this and it's i like that they're like looking for people like i it's kind of it I've never really read like a romantic suspense that had, you know, obviously you're looking for the bad guy, but like they went out looking for like this whole bridal party type deal. And um, yeah, I I was like, I really love the like working dog aspect, Uh, have a lot of respect for working dogs. So I thought it was fun. If you're interested at listeners, if you're like into like faith based romance and you don't mind the, you know, the dog handler element. Uh, I thought it was really special. I thought it was really fun. And I'm definitely interested in reading more from the series. It is on audio from the library. Like, so check your library system. I was surprised to see that they had audios for these because Harlequin doesn't do a ton of audios. But this entire series is available on audio. And if if you have Kindle Unlimited, I'm pretty positive I saw most of this series on Kindle Unlimited as well. So very easily to access if it's something you're interested in. So yeah, yeah, that first one is Alaskan Rescue by Terry Reed. Yeah. And Esther's book, that's also on on Kindle Unlimited. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So my last one is, so this is Love by Tracy Andreen. And this is a sequel to, I think her first book is, so this is Christmas. And I overall enjoyed it. It was cute. Uh, it's 
It's about, uh, well, so it's about, it's a YA romance Mm -hmm. uh, about these two people that are going to this boarding school. uh, And one of them is British. And in the first book, it's their kind of get together and they're cute. And so what I I kind of wish, the reason why I was like kind of like mixed on the book is that I kind of wish that they had just focused on a, another couple for the sequel as, and, you know, had to be like a spinoff more than a sequel. Um, because I don't know, I just, it was so cute them getting together in the first book and sort of the conflict with like his father and I don't know, just some of the other things. It wasn't, uh, I don't know, as, as interesting as a typical romance, right? Mm-hmm. I just think I, I would have liked it better uh, if it had been some other students and then you see them pipe, you know, pipe in every now and then the, the other characters, uh, I think that would have been better, but, you know, Tracy and Dreen, she's a you know great writer and we already talked about her, but, uh, but, uh, so she knows, so she knows how to write a book. Uh, and, uh, but I guess she's not going to be doing it anymore for a little while. I asked her, uh, and she's going to be sticking. She's like, they're keeping me too busy at home. <laughs> Yay. I love that. I love that. Yeah, me too. Cause she's so good at writing screenplays and, and she's, I mean, she's good at the banter, good at the characters here. I mean, I overall, I did enjoy it, but I just didn't think the conflict was as kind of compelling. It's kind as- of like, um, did you watch those, um, I'm pretty sure you did those. Uh, Laura, Laura Jean, the movies on Netflix. Oh, yeah. um, it's all, all the boys I loved before. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, they pulled that off in Jenny hot. Like I, I think I read mm-hmm. the first two books. I don't think I read the final book. Um, but yeah, it's like, it can be tough. Like we don't, you know, when you do a series, we want to follow new characters in each book, yeah. but like, you know, I think with what Jenny Han did, like it, it worked obviously, and it worked on Netflix too. But I think it can be That's tough because readers are like, uh, I want to follow somebody different, but like see the previous couple pop up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. No, yeah, that's a good comparison, actually. I think uh, the, uh, the the to all the boys. Mm-hmm. I I've read the first book. I read any of the other ones, but yeah, they you know get together and then like creating enough conflict in the. I know a lot of. I was higher on the second and third movie than most people, but mm-hmm. yeah, you you have to you know, create some kind of conflict. Like they create the love triangle and other things like that in that series, uh, and it's not as good as the get to know you romance. It's, okay, so. In my opinion, at least. But I do love seeing her writing more screenplays. And mm-hmm. I know author Jenny Snow, uh, Jennifer Snow, she's like, I have eight movies coming out this oh this year. And I'm gosh. like, we romance writers writing movies is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, and in this case, it's, it's fun because it was the kind of the reverse. It was a screenwriter writing, writing book. books. Yeah. Uh, for, and so I, I just, I like the first one better. This one is still cute and fun and the dialogue's good and the characters are good uh it's just i just i guess it's it's a genre kind of preference for me that the, yeah. the meet cute and the, the get together kind of story is my favorite versus kind of the conflict for mm-hmm. this but i still would recommend it 
Yeah. And you know, now that I think about it, I'm like, everything that I just said comes from an adult perspective and like teenagers may eat it up, you know, (laughs) they may still want to keep up with that couple. So it makes sense. Well, yeah, at least it doesn't have the sullen, miserable teenager, which I hate. Yes, me too. (laughs) Nobody wants to read that, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) So there we go. That's, that's all I have to, uh, to share. It was great. Get the book, you guys. It's the final Hallmark Publishing. If you haven't watched the movie, go watch it. It was adorable. We loved it. It's so good. (laughs) Uh, But how can people follow you, Brie? Um, I am... I hate saying on Instagram now because I don't hang out a lot on Instagram, but I'm I'm at Brie Unabashedly on social media. Instagram, Twitter, the TikTok sometimes. I'm there. We're reading in March. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or February, Um, February. Well, we okay, we know what we're reading in February and March, right? So February, we're reading Mr. Perfect on Paper by Jean Meltzer. And we're reading what in March? We already picked out a March read, too. I can't remember. Um, what was it that I was that I thought would be fun in March? We will report back on what we're reading in March, but we already know for February and March what we're reading, you guys. <laughs> for um, yes, say that. So say that again. What we're reading for February? Okay, for what we're reading in February, we are reading Mister Perfect on Paper by Jean Meltzer. We read her debut a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, the Matzo Ball, and really enjoyed it. Well, I can't. Yeah, yeah. Was that her debut? Hmm. I don't know, but it was really, it was, yeah, we really loved it. So, and like Rachel said, leave us a, leave us a rating and review, guys. Tell us in the review on Apple Podcast what movie you're most excited for on Hallmark in 2023 or like what you've been enjoying. Tell us or tell us what your favorite holiday movie of 2022 was. Like, leave us a review and tell us. Yeah, definitely let us know. And put, and also let us know what your favorite of all the Hallmark publishing books is. Yes, uh, the end of an era, as Rachel said. In the comment section. Or <laughs> let us know. And on Rotten Tomatoes, and we're both at Goodreads. So if you're on there, we have that in the uh, description. So check that out. And then when we also have Hallmarkies podcast on TikTok. So that's fun. <laughs> and um, and you can find us at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store, uh, which are a lot of fun and a great way to help us. And uh, so check that out. All the information will be in the description. And uh, thanks so much, Bree. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone.